Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard with Nostalgia Replaces REM Cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. We haven't slept. In 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s classic cartoon Darkwing Duck or the more recent-ish comic misadventures of the Mass Mallard. Or the incel cat came back the very next day. The cat came back. They thought he was a goner, but the cat came back very next day he just couldn't stay away unless the little cat guy doesn't come back in that case uh he surpassed my expectations because today we are on to part three of campaign carnage emphasis on the pain <laughs> very beautiful introduction thank you. <laughs> thank you i will give mortimer some credit because he's actually not the worst character they bring him back for the joe books comics for a few issues that was really it for him you mean in terms of of this arc campaign carnaging is yeah i don't think he he might come back in the crossover i can't remember but he's gone from the campaign carnage arc at this point he got arrested (laughs) he's he's gone but um so it's just so him and one shot are just literally and here we go and they're gone yeah Okay, all right. Every issue of the campaign Carnage arc has a different character, if I recall correctly, like a different villain. Okay. I mean, all right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Mortimer's gone for now, but they do change his backstory completely in the definitively a dangerous edition. So he is no longer, you know, creeping on Goslin. He actually had a better backstory so that's that's some motivation yeah so that's kind of nice but not today not today friends today Today we are covering issue 15 which is part three out of four of the campaign carnage arc and where we last left off we had that annoying politician woman constance a denshin which you now know what she looks like because i sent you some pictures did she has a very oval shaped head yes and i i pointed out that i think she looks like sarah palin and then someone in the discord server was like oh my god it is it's the winking because she does a little wink in one of the panels and i guess sarah palin does that i don't know i don't i'm not familiar with american politics you're lucky But I do, oddly enough, remember her because I forget, was it the 2008 election? I just remember her coming up in the news or people talking about her in general around that time frame. So I'm not shocked that she showed up or potentially was based off her with this parody because it just, you know, it's a product of its time. Mm -hmm. I say that as if this was a long time ago, but... This was 2011, so I guess 11 years? No, wait. Math, help me. Uh, 10 years. 11. 10, 11 years? 2022. This was 2011, you said? Yes. 11 years. Okay. So, you know. You double guess yourself. You're the math master. Don't worry (laughs) about it. Okay, well. That, That is a long time ago. It is, it is quite a, for me, it's like, oh, that doesn't feel that long ago. But then when you think about the fact that there's probably people who were children at that point in time who are now grown adults who can vote and drink, I suppose. I am in a perpetual state of turning into ash. Yeah, exactly. I think about how much time has passed. Yeah. So the comic, this comic issue 15, the first cover is... Darkwing Duck and Launchpad at the podiums on stage for a debate and they're debating each other and they're looking very angry. Launchpad has a pie for, you know how like on the podium they put like a sign, I guess, with like whatever the party's name is. Okay. The political party that is. Yeah. So his is just a steaming pie with a red background and Darkwing's is... A baseball with a blue background, which I guess you you mentioned before that they keep bringing up baseball, and I guess they they kind of did with this cover. Okay. I... Also, there's guns because a bunch. Oh. Of... <laughs> 
because of <laughs> is the pie filled with guns? Is the baseball holding a gun? Are we in danger? No, there's there's hands in the audience and backstage, and they're all pointing. Uh, one of them looks like a rifle scope, another looks like a shotgun, another looks like a laser gun, and then we see what looks like Gumbo, the alligator's snout, and Jambalaya Jake's hand from backstage, kind of implying that there's something amiss. Mm-hmm. And then the second cover, which is like oh, the very... Before we move on, is it just a straightforward baseball or is there a screw in it? It's just a baseball. And a screwball, and that would have been funny. I don't understand this whole baseball thing, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna... general and in comics. <laughs> I was gonna say, like when I first looked at it, I was thinking, oh, you know, screwball, but no, there is no screw to be found. Hmm. Okay. Next cover. Continue. The next cover is a parody of uh, the Obama poster, where oh. it, what does it say? Hope was Hope. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's with lunch pad with the the red and the blue tone, mm-hmm. and it says crash. Okay. I guess that's uh, I guess that in universe that's what one of his mayoral posters looked like. <laughs> well, he is the first honest politician. <laughs> so this issue is called the Ballot of Darkwing Duck and Launchpad, Part One. Which is kind of confusing because oh. it's part one, but we're we're in like the third issue of the campaign carnage arc, so <laughs> <laughs> I guess that it. Imp- oh well. So previously in Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck, having witnessed the sudden disappearance of his sorceress girlfriend Morgana Macabre, devises a strategy to assemble a citywide search for his lost love, all the while keeping close vigilance over St. Kennard's criminal population. That strategy? Darkwing Duck will run for mayor. The campaign trail was flawless until the terror that flaps in the night was ambushed by a new menace, Cat Tancris, in broad daylight. The battle was furious until the feline foe was defeated with the assistance of Launchpad McQuack, who has now entered the mayoral race himself at the behest of St. Kennard's citizens. Oh, Darkwing's plan is to launch a citywide search for Morgana. That's what the exposition is saying. She was in another dimension. They're not going to find her under a stoop. (laughs) Bold Lady McGee's. The logic. I realize that, you know, Darkwing Duck, it's a cartoon. It's silly. It doesn't make sense. But I feel like there's a difference between controlled chaos and just not even really, you know, putting together a coherent narrative. And I feel like this comic falls into the latter. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to do um, the all-American pastimes of baseball and politics. <laughs> exactly. So we start off, we see a bunch of launch pad mayoral posters and billboards in the background as Darkwing is fighting another villain. And I think this is actually a villain who was from the Disney Afternoon comics because I vaguely recognize him, but I don't remember the exact comic. Uh, his name's Eagle Eye, and he's an eagle. <laughs> he's green, and he's got kind of like a Robin Hood-esque outfit, and he's shooting ice out of his eyes. Yeah, and Darkwing's dodging it, and it has hit a fire hydrant, and the dog from, the chihuahua from Oliver and Company is there and frozen into a block of ice. R.I.P. Tito. And uh, Darkwing's saying, so we meet at last, Eagle Eye. Well, your ice-cold glare doesn't scare. Whoa, that was close, as he dodges the bolt. And then we got Miss Stupid... Constance Palin woman, <laughs> Oval Head, is making commentary once more. And she says, My fellow St. Canardians, ask not what your city can do for you. Ask what on earth is Darkwing Duck doing? It has not been a fortnight since that cat-tankerous rampage, and still the antics of this violent violence vendor has attracted yet another ruffian to our streets. But why dwell on Darkwing? If poll numbers are any indication, he's old news. And then it switches between Darkwing Duck talking 
and Constance talking. So Darkwing says, every corner I turn, and then it switches to Constance. Launchpad McQuack's face, and then back to Darkwing, who says, is everywhere. And he's looking up, and there's a blimp with Launchpad's face on it. And then Dark... manager. Actually, we will get... We will get to that. That does actually become relevant. Okay. Surprisingly. So Darkwing says, he's only been campaigning, then Constance, for a few days and is already, back to Darkwing, the front runner. He's like lifting up an old woman who has a launch pad (laughs) t-shirt on her. And then Darkwing hides behind a car and says, but I'm not. And then Constance says, scared of him. And then Darkwing says, after all, he is a friend, right? And this whole time, Darkwing was dodging ice lasers and stuff. Now Darkwing has been frozen against a brick wall. His arms are frozen to the wall. And Eagle Eye has gotten up all in his face. And Darkwing says, let's just say, Eagle Eye, you picked the wrong day to mess with me. And then all of a sudden, there's a rustling from the bushes nearby. And Spike, the dog plant mutant you know bushard spike just flies out of nowhere with a bone in his mouth and knocks eagle eye over and drops the bone at darkwing's feet and darkwing says hmm bushroot's old pet the past keeps catching up with me but why is that i have a question yes is is the lat is that the last we see of spike yes (laughs) okay there was an episode where Darkwing threw a bone and Spike went to fetch it and I don't know if he came back or not and I don't know if this was a callback but it was very random and just the the way that Darkwing's like the past keeps catching up to me it's just it's stupid I don't like it yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense (laughs) once again it's like they're trying to be deep and it ain't hidden it ain't hidden at all it ain't hitting at all. Not a single baseball. I was just going to say, like a bat to a ball, this is strike one. This is Darkwing frozen to a wall. We see a pan of St. Canard with Launchpad's face on a building. Basically, Launchpad's face has been in the background of every panel as like a campaign thing. And Darkwing's in Darkwing Tower ranting and raving as usual, with Goslin and Honker on the computer. And Darkwing says, Some friend. He knows the reason why I'm running. This is part of my evolution as a superhero. I thought it was to find Morgana, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on. He says he's only responding to what the city asks for. I get that. But what about what I ask for? A clean and easy win. And then... Honker says, Darkwing, uh, I think you better look at this. I might have discovered the secret to Launchpad's success. And then Darkwing goes up to the screen and he looks at it and he says, wow. And he's looking very shocked. And then he has one of those long things of paper with, I guess, statistics on it, kind of like in Let's Get Respectable. Mm-hmm. And he's reading it and, they, and he says, they love his friendliness. They love his humor. They even love his looks. How am I going to win over a populace with taste like that? <laughs> oh, Darkwing. <laughs> to be fair, I've never found Launchpad attractive in any shape or form. So I'm with you on that, Darkwing. There you go. And she knows where her vote is going. <laughs> and then Goslin says... Dad, I believe in you, but instead of criticizing Launchpad and the voters, I think there's something you can learn from this. And Darkwing says, I think you're right, Goslin. Honker, what can I learn from this? And Honker says, in the public's mind, Constance is already too aggressive. If you just discredit Launchpad as the affable guy he is, you'll become, well, the front runner by default. And then Goslin says, discredit Launchpad? Why not talk to him? I mean, will you two listen to yourselves? <laughs> and Darkwing promptly ignores Goslin. He picks up Honker and he says, I know who I'm listening to. You, my new campaign manager. It only pays in school credit, you know. And Honker says, that's okay. 
<laughs> and then Darkwing hoists Honker up onto his shoulders and says, Darkwing Duck, happily working with a muddlefoot. Now, if that's not change you can believe in, what is? Come on, Honker, we have a meeting with this communication strategist in an hour, and in the background, Goslin is face-palming. But also, Darkwing, basically, since he adopted, Goslin has been working with Honker. But fine. All right, Darkwing. <laughs> He's finally acknowledging Honker as being helpful after all this time. He's just blocked out Honker's last name from his memory up until this moment. Yes. Now, we're back to Launchpad, and this is another one of those things that annoys me about the comics where they tease a cameo or a character similar to back in issue two where it was like a steel beak silhouette and it turned out to be the dog guy. Yeah. It's another one of those. So Launchpad's in the Quackworks office, and it looks like he's talking to Gyro Gearloose. And Launchpad's talking to him, and he says, Thanks for coming here on such short notice. I needed one smart cookie to be my campaign manager, and you're one of the smartest cookies I know. Also, no one else would take the job. I've seen how you work under a lot of pressure back in Duckburg. I know you're up to the challenge, but I got to tell you, St. Kennard ain't like Duckburg. We've already got one big challenge already. My face just isn't out there enough. Mm. And then Launchpad kind of goes on for a while ranting and raving and says who am i kidding i'm worrying about things like how many posters have my mug on them because i can't face the real issue i'm running because i want darkwing to stay darkwing it's what he was born to do and i don't want to see him give that up or change to keep dw as dw am i willing to risk my friendship with him well i guess we're going to find out so what do you say dot 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 and then we finally pull back to see who it really is and it's doofus drake oh <laughs> wearing a lampshade on his head which is what made it look like gyro careless so they both have literal children running their campaigns now yes and also launchpad is like i mean i guess it's on point but it's very out of character his plan it feels like, um, what do they call it, critics, when they're talking about like a movie, a forced dilemma. I have to do this thing and run against Darkwing so that Darkwing can continue to be Darkwing. And it's like, you don't have to do that at all. <laughs> yeah, like if anything, he'll, he should know that Darkwing will implode this, <laughs> this whole thing himself and they don't have to worry about it. <laughs> really, realistically. Exactly. Oh, okay. oh, it's Doofus. So Doofus says, thanks for making me your campaign. Wait, should I do a really annoying Doofus voice? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What, is, what does he sound like again? I really gotta like, I really gotta oh, like channel yeah. this. Yeah, and it's old school Doofus, right? Yeah, it's old school Doofus. Not the not oh. <laughs> creepy 2017 Doofus. <laughs> the evolution of Doofus Drake. Not remember what old school Doofus. So why don't you... Just make a voice for him on your <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> the 2022 doofus. Listeners, I apologize in advance. Magic is happening. <laughs> I need to step into this role. <clears throat> Thanks for making me your campaign manager, Launchpad. <laughs> Perfect. Continue. I've always thought you were hated for great things in this life. I'm like doing like half goofy and <laughs> half like oh, Nebraskan. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. The only I'm thing I can hear on the phone. The only memory I have of Doofus Drake that I I've heard his voice is like a clip of him falling down the stairs repeatedly and going, <laughs> "Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy." <laughs> uh, well, this is what he sounds like normally. I don't know how you nailed it. <laughs> Oh, God. And he says, Mayor's just the first step. How do you like the sound of President Launchpad? Whoa. Slow down there, Drake. And that's exactly what Launchpad says. Hey, now, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Let's just win this election and see where we can go from there. I actually have a meeting with some guy that says he's going to help with our communication strategy. I'd love to have you come along. And Doofus is like, sure. Bing. <laughs> pause. Uh, oh, but where is all the money coming from? Like that we don't know. I'm sure we probably won't find out. 
No, but uh, so you'll notice that both Darkwing and Launchpad are meeting with some kind of campaign communicator, advertiser, PR person, and that's going to become relevant not just to this arc, but to the next arc as well. So now we're at Constance, a Denshin. Your favorite character. She's in her office talking to someone and she says, Bob, these poll numbers are just outstanding. And the person off screen says, but you're still not in the lead. And she says, I know, Bob, but neither is Darkwing. It's funny, sometimes I think about how just a few months ago I was the shyest member of the city council. I was on nobody's radar. Then you came along, Bob. And as soon as you handed me your business card, I had a new outlook on life. I know how to truly interact with people, find their weakness, and overpower them. I'm assuming that business card had some kind of ink on it. You are correct. Mm -hmm. And also, Bob is in bold font every single time she says it. So in my head, I'm just hearing, with Darkwing, it's easy, Bob. You tell people that Darkwing, <laughs> you tell people that Darkwing is the cause of these new villains in St. Canard. Enough times, people start to believe it. Launchpad McQuack may be popular now, but he's a flash in the pan, Bob. Once people see that he's not exactly the brightest bulb in the lampshade, his ratings will take a nosedive. Something he knows all about. Amen. And then we finally see who Bob is. And he's a creepy looking dog face guy with a little moustache and a long face. He kind of looks like a Muppet. And he's got like a big unibrow. And um, did they ever show the Phantom Blot when he had his mask off in the comics or anything? I have no idea. Me either. Anyways, Bob is clearly, he looks like an old-timey, twirl-your-moustache type villain. Oh, boy. Okay. Yes, that's the only way I can describe him. So she says, anyway, I know you're going to give these campaigns a little help, right, Bob? (laughs) Bob. And he says, yes. I met with Launchpad and Darkwing Duck under an alias as a communications expert. I picked up some important info. I also made sure they both have my card. I just want to imagine that his alias is, oh, I know. I'll just spell my name backwards. I was just going to say that would have been really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, it's not Bob. It's Bob. (laughs) Yeah. And then Constance says, brilliant. You're sneaky, a liar, and a cheat. You're the best campaign manager a girl can have. And he says, Constance, I am humbled, which is rare, believe me. And then the next page is a spread of anti-Darkwing Duck propaganda. And there's like various different pictures. At the top it says, Darkwing Duck, crime is the disease. And he just put St. Canard in the emergency room. Brought to you by citizens for a non-Darkwing Duck society. And then there's a photo of him and half his face is split into negaduck i guess to imply you know something like they're basically the same mm-hmm. and then you know some pictures of him with crossed out like a like a no darkwing duck zone and then for some reason uh <laughs> for some reason one with his swirly eyes like he's being hypnotized mm-hmm. and then one with him with big buck teeth and stubble and he looks basically like a an inbred hick, I guess, is the only way to describe. Oh. <laughs> and it just all and it just says brought to you by citizens for a non-Darkwing Duck society all over it. Okay. So, <clears throat> so Darkwing's looking at this and he says, This is an outrage. Reports show that citizens for a non-Darkwing Duck Society's biggest benefactor is Launchpad McQuack. That turncoat. And Goslin says, but dad. This is the perfect opportunity for you and Launchpad to sit down, actually talk things out instead of... And then Darkwing rips up the paper and says, He shall rue the day. Spread all the lies you can. Slander me all you want. This is my city and pretty soon I'm going to be running it. And then Goslin's like, "Uh, Hey, you can't forget the reason why you're running in the first place. At least somebody remembers, I guess. Yeah. And then we get Darkwing slipping into a darker persona. He says, of course not. And then you see a backdrop of kind of like time and punishment. Time and punishment. It's kind of like Batman, the animated series with those floating blimp things with the lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
We see him saying power, control, safety. As mayor, I will use every method at my disposal to fight my war on crime. And then we see the dark warrior duck tank and a bunch of police. Kind of looks like the Darkwing squad, but different characters. And they're all mm-hmm. dressed up like dark warrior duck. And we see the fearsome five and steel beak, all his floating heads looking horrified in the background. And I even guess it's Quacker Jack. even Quacker Jack. Yes. Is he a little toy? He's Is just he's a head. Like, oh. He's like Mr. Bill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Didn't you? <laughs> and I guess it's implying that Darkwing's slowly slipping into the dark warrior persona because he lost Morgana. So he pulls out a little locket with Morgana's face in it, which I don't know where he got that from, but I do think that is cute. He's just carrying that around on him, I guess. And he says, all to make sure everyone is secure, that no one else feels that sad sense of loss. And then Goslin bitch slaps him across the face. <laughs> and she says, how many times do I have to do this? Talk to Launchpad. And Darkwing says, okay, but it's going to be about as friendly as your little reminder here. Oh, Darkwing's about to throw hands. We're about to get to the point. You saw this, Kitty, because I asked you. I think I asked you and I asked some others about this reference. (laughs) Launchpad is standing on a stage. It looks like a rock stage outdoors. There's a flaming torch thing and a bunch. He's got thousands of people in the audience and he is shirtless He's wearing a pair of brown sack-looking pants with a chain belt, and he's holding a saxophone. And he says, St. Canard, you know, this city has seen some rough times lately. I keep hearing some people say the bad days are just going to get worse. Some say the city is a lost cause, a permanent haven for the criminal and absurd. Well, you know what I say to them? When it comes to this city and its people... I still believe. And then he plays his saxophone and Doofus is standing in the background playing the triangle. You sent me this panel of, of Launchpad doing his, like, thing. And I just was like, oh, well, this must make some kind of sense in context. And it makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. This is just completely, like, it's like, and here's the next thing is shirtless Launchpad playing a saxophone. <laughs> like, oh, Okay, um, but yeah, it is a reference to um, the Lost Boys. Isn't that like a movie about vampires? Yes, and the saxophone guy is just in like the party at the beach scene. So it's a very deep cut um, reference that maybe they really like the, the creative staff really loved the Lost Boys. I don't know. Who is this story written for? Because I don't know anyone reading this. Maybe some people, but I don't know too many people who are going to be like, oh, yeah, wow, the Lost Boys. I totally get that nostalgic memory. It just, because it's like, that was like an 80s movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, who's going to, I don't know. Who, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't know either. I don't also know why Launchpad is is shirtless uh, making a speech on the campaign trail. Here we are. I guess he's... This is what what Doofus Drake gets you. Apparently. But Darkwing did say that the citizens of St. Canard all think he's attractive. So maybe this is Uh, part of his plan. He's seducing them to the polling stations. I guess so. But I don't like it. I don't like shirtless Launchpad. (laughs) I would like to not have to look at him more than I I should now. But he's here. He's here. The last panel on this page, his body is exceptionally large compared to his head, and it just looks really funny. <laughs> it's because all the breath is out of him. He's like deflating. Like a, his head is deflating as, as a balloon, you know. And then Darkwing appears, comes onto stage, and he says, Hey, Mr. Champion of the People, what, pray tell, is the meaning of this? And he holds up one of those Darkwing propaganda posters with Darkwing being crushed by an anvil. And Launchpad says, oh, I don't know. Is it as bad as this? And Launchpad holds up a anti-Launchpad action committee poster that also exists. And Darkwing's like, what? And Launchpad says, we've done the research. Your campaign is behind this. And Darkwing says, how could you drag me through the mud all over town? And Launchpad says, how could you do the same to me? 
how could you accuse me of doing such a thing? I don't remember authorizing anything like this. So they're just kind of yelling at each other. And as they're yelling at each other, we can see their hands are covered in ink. Uh-oh. So Launchpad says, I don't exactly remember giving the go-ahead to these ads either, but here we are. And Darkwing says, yeah, here we are. Wait. And then they stop and they look at their hands. And then we switch to the next scene. Okay. <laughs> Darkwing is shirtless and playing the Maracas. <laughs> doing, oh, no, he's just dressed like Cuban Pete doing the whole Cuban Pete routine from a mask. That would make about as much sense, too. I'd actually get that reference at least, but... So we're back at Darkwing Tower, and Doofus Drake is with them in Darkwing Tower. Uh-oh. Filling the beans all over the place here. That's yeah. Okay, Doofus will eat them. So... <laughs> Damn, Doofus. So Honker's on the computer, and Launchpad says, All right, we're nice and scrubbed now, so what was that stuff on our hands? And Honker says, Goslin and I have been doing some research lately. This could be another clue we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is. May I ask, where do you think you got all the ink all over you? And Goslin holds up one of the anti-Darkwing posters and says, yeah, because we checked the posters. They don't have them. Did you touch anything from someone who was a bit dot 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 shady? And then at the same time, <laughs> Bob at the same time, Darkwing and Launchpad hold up the business cards, which I'm trying to zoom in to see what they say, because it's really tiny. What does it say? Bob Boberson. It says Bob Communication Strategy on both cards. He didn't even use an alias. Well, that's what it is. I told you he's, he put his name backwards. Ah, of course. Oh, gotcha. So Darkwing and Launchpad said, well, there was this one guy... And then Honker says, the ink is almost a complete match to what we've found all over One-Shot's clothes and Cat Tankerous's armor. Whatever the substance is, it gave them superpowers and a mean obsession. And then Honker's looking under a microscope. And Goslin says, what you got just gave you both a mean obsession, dot, 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 over each other. And Honker says, Cat Tankerous and One Shot were in almost dazed and delusional states during their rampages. You guys were probably just as bad when you put together those smear campaigns. And then we see the computer, and I guess what he's looking at under the microscope is now on the computer. And it's a bunch of little blobs of ink with little angry, like, smiling faces. Oh, just like the pupils. Yes, exactly like the pupils. And Honker says... Mm. If this thing spreads, dot, 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 and then Darkwing says, but it won't, because we are going to find out the cunning culprit behind this confusion and chaos. Now, who benefits? We cut over to Constance A. Denshin on TV, saying, with Darkwing Duck and his former friend Launchpad McQuack both more interested in insulting each other than offering solutions, it's clear St. Canard is the last thing on their minds. And Darkwing says, that's got to be it. Why would a so-called communications expert be visiting both of us, giving us his dirty document of identification? He had to be on Constance's team. So Lodgepad says, <clears throat> Think we should report this to the state election <laughs> And Darkwick says, That's right! We'll go straight to the state's capital, the beautiful city of... I guess he gets interrupted... And Gosson says, you could do that, or you can remember that the first mayoral debate is tonight and confront Constance head-on. Live TV! I think, I don't know if they were trying to tease that Calisota has a state capital and we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Or, like, reveal what state they're in. Yeah, exactly. So they take off to the mayoral debate. <laughs> says, tonight, mayoral debate, tomorrow, donkey basketball finals. Oh, well, we're covering all the sports. Mm-hmm. So Constance is on stage, and she says, well, as you can see, my opponents are both too busy figuring out new ways to ruin their friendship than to listen to the people of this city. Now remember to read your pamphlets, people. There's important information about you and your city on them. A city that's about to see some big changes pretty soon. And then Darkwing and Launchpad are 
They come onto stage and Darkwing says, sure, but they're not going to be coming from you. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman is a cheater, tamperer, and probably a half dozen other er things. Wow, Darkwing. Er. And then she says, why, Darkwing, I'm insulted. Although she clearly doesn't look very insulted. And Darkwing says, don't give me the naive and innocent routine. And then a voice off panel says, how about a whole new routine? And suddenly, a new villain appears. It's the donkey basketball team. I would have taken that over this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to our tally on female characters mm-hmm. and the naming conventions. We had mm-hmm. Femme Appeal. Mm-hmm. And I had feelings about that. So this villain that appears is a Mysterio parody. She has a body similar to Morgana, but in a tight, kind of like a cat suit thing with a cape and okay. a big, but I don't know, what do you call the, the, glo- the globy thing that Mysterio wears over his head? It's like an astronaut helmet, but you could just call it a fishbowl. Okay, well, it's a fishbowl, but it's shaped like Morgana's beehive. So basically, they're kind of hinting that this is Morgana in, like, mm-hmm. body and stuff. And she says, This election is about to come to an early finish. The voters have made their choice, and it's none of the above. So says the true voice of the people. Suffrage. <sighs> nope. Don't like it. <laughs> so the the helmet that she's wearing... It's like more like a Mars attacks like dome, or is it like like really just shaped like Morgana's head? It's shaped like Morgana's beehive hairdo. Okay. And I don't know why they just keep bringing out these female characters, and they're like, "We gotta remind you, they're women." I'm still waiting for Brad chest hair to show up. <laughs> Me too, and the donkey basketball players. Come on, Brad's on the team. <laughs> And Darkwing clearly has made the Morgana connection because he says, that couldn't be her. It's not. (laughs) It's totally not. Come on. So Suffrage says, with all these new faces causing trouble, you forgot about an important constituency, but they're here now to voice their concerns and everybody gasps in horror. And she says, prepare yourself. For the League of Barely Remembered Supervillains. And all of a sudden, the Bugmaster, Moliarty, Lilliput, Tuscarnini, and Jambalaya Jake and his alligator burst through the wall. Like the Kool-Aid man. Okay. And then they all tackle Darkwing at once with a giant womp. 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 I don't know that Tuscarnini belongs in that group. I feel like he had quite a few episodes. He did, and he's always on the merchandise. Yeah, um, I would say maybe Isis or, gosh, I don't know. There are so many just, like, one-shot ones. Hotshot and Fly Girl. Yeah, they were in the last one, though. What was the the, the dinosaur guy? Dr. Fossil. Dr. Fossil. See, I forgot that one. That's why he should be in this group. Yeah, Tuscarnini doesn't, I don't, I think they need to give Tuscarnini more credit. He actually had quite a few episodes, and they were actually pretty Mm -hmm. decent ones, so there we go. Yeah, yeah. So Launchpad comes in fist swinging and says, now this is campaigning I can get behind, and then the alligator, Gumbo, yeah, it's Gumbo, attacks Launchpad, and he says, whoa, nice gator, you're Jambalaya Jakes, right? Uh, Us fellow sidekicks shouldn't fight each other, you know? And Constance is hiding behind one of those ballot desk things, podiums. And she says, what's going on? And Suffrage says, you should know, Constance. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And then we see, you know, the classic cloud of violence with various characters' heads poking out. And then Darkwing says... Brace yourselves, evil doers. I'm about to get rid of you sooner than I can recall all your names. Let's see. Uh, there's Lilliput. And then he jumps up. And then he says, the Bugmaster, Professor Moliarty, Jambalaya Jake, and um, dot, dot, dot. And he can't remember the last one. And then Tuscarnini says, Tuscarnini, you fool. 
And Darkwing says, hey, it's been a while. Poor Tuscanini. He, he gets no fair, respect. Though, he also could not remember what kind of fruit Mr. Banana Brain was, so. Yep. Darkwing is, needs to start taking some gecko biloba. Launchpad is trying not to get eaten by Gumbo. And he says, hey, DW, little help here. And Darkwing says, no worries, LP. I always take care of my friends. And then he just shoots directly down Gumbo's throat with his gas gun. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's just so, I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> so uh, Suffrage is standing there with her hands on her hips. And all the villains have crowded around her. And Darkwing says, so... Was it you, Bunch, behind this mind-controlling goo affecting Launchpad, myself, and many once-innocent civilians? Too scared to do the job yourselves. And who are you anyway, Suffrage? I suppose I owe you an apology, Miss Denshin. We thought you were behind this scheme. Turns out you're just another upstanding, if rather caustic, public servant. Come on, buddy. It's time to give these villains a landslide defeat. And then he and Launchpad leap into action. So Launchpad and Darkwing grab, I guess it's a curtain, and they take the curtain and they manage to bag all the villains at once. And Constance says, thank you, thank you, and sorry. Darkwing says, and that is that, though it would be too easy to say it's curtains for them. Probably, but it still sounds cool. And then Suffrage says, an excellent performance. Now let's see how you do against enemies that are not figments of your imagination. And then... They look under the curtain, and all the villains have vanished. Because they were illusions. Oh, so legit Mysterio, then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So she says, remember your visit from Spike, Darkwing? That was me, a test to see if I could project villains from your past. But the time for such parlor tricks has passed. I guess that's why Spike appeared. I guess. I guess. But it's like, but it's like, if they're illusions, then how are they actually interacting with things? Like, because the, the spike is the reason why Eagle Eye? Yeah, he knocked Eagle Eye out. Yeah. Physically. And Launchpad was tussling with a guider. Oh. So, I don't know. Yeah, they we'll don't. Never know. They don't really explain that. Suffrage says. Forget your petty political squabbles. The real power is making people see what is not there, turning them into your puppets. And then we look to the audience who have swirling eyes. Once again, let's put that on the mind tally. <laughs> put that on the tally for mind control. That is... Oh, what a thought. What is this? The We're on the f fourth arc? And I think this is third or fourth time they used mind control? It's been pretty constant since I think after the first one. I don't think anybody I guess Morgana was. Like, what was the deal? Was she? No, she wasn't in the first one. She came in the second one. Yes, and she was in a daze. Yeah. A fugue state. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so after that first arc I think mind control has factored in every single one. Yes, it has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I know there's a, a subsection of the internet that would be fine with that, though. So. <laughs> well, that's just because I've been mind-controlled to like it. <laughs> so, Suffrage, I guess, is controlling the people in the audience because now they're attacking Darkwing and Launchpad and Constance. And Suffrage says, You did a brilliant job fighting enemies that weren't even there. But how will you fare against normal, everyday people who are utterly convinced you and your fellow candidates must be destroyed? Darkwing Duck, meet your public. To be continued. Okay. And you know, they don't really explain how any... I don't think they explain how they're being mind-controlled because suffrage is using illusions. But illusions don't control your mind. They just trick your mind. Uh, well, maybe she made an illusion of a big swirling, like, circle and put it in front of them for so long that and they were hypnotized. Hmm. By illusions! Well, whatever the case may be, 
we have finished this issue, issue 15, and we head into next week, we'll do the final issue for Campaign Cartage, which my memory on that one is a bit vague. I, I remember it being filled with the carnage we've been promised. <laughs> I guess these uh, mind-controlled citizens are counting as the carnage. We shall see, I guess, uh, if Darkwing murders all of the citizens of legal voting age <laughs> in our next episode in the next issue of Campaign Carnage. They really should just said. I mean, I guess it's just property reasons that they didn't getting the rights for things, but it could have just been Don Carnage and it would have been perfect. <laughs> but, you know. What are your thoughts on Goslin being the voice of reason all of the time? Um, I mean, she she usually was in the show. She would de definitely be the voice of the reason. N not all the time, though. So. Because I feel like both in this arc and some of the previous arc, it feels like her only role has been sidelined to being the person who just points out what Darkwing should be doing and then is blatantly ignored. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't seem to really uh, get too involved herself. Yeah, she's not engaging any other way. And it's weird, too, like, that it seems like they could have utilized Hunger more in this role of, or you could just talk to him kind of thing. But I just feel like they didn't know what to do with Hunker in any of these. Hunker's the smart one that gives them all the explanations and answers that they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or he, he can dox people. <laughs> A very useful skill. And download music illegally on the Mallard family computer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I don't know. She hasn't really had any super Goslin-y things that she's done that I remember. I feel like the most Goslin-y Goslin in these was the, the Taz story. In yes. The I agree. I'm going to send you a picture of suffrage so you can finally okay. see what I've been staring at. Oh, I can suffer? Yes. Oh, that was not what I was thinking at all. What were you thinking? Yeah. I don't know, just basically um, Mysterio with boobs. <laughs> Which I guess she kind of is. It also looks like she's got like swirly hypnotic eyes on her hips. <laughs> oh, I can't not fly, see it. But they hypnotize. Um, yeah, okay. But you can see they're really trying to tease that this is somehow Morgana. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that she, it's not Morgana because this character has legs. A very astute observation. Oh, so it's Suff Rage. Stupid. I feel like we could have done Misillusion. Misillusion. But I guess Suff Rage plays into their whole political thing, which... I still don't really know why they're doing this. <laughs> Nobody does, does, she get, does she get defeated by a stirring saxophone solo? I wish. Uh, you paused for a second there. Like you, I was like, oh, oh, no, no. All of my hopes and dreams shattered. But if, if Launchpad was wearing a tiny tie when he was shirtless, it would have made up for everything. But here we are. Disappointed. And full of suffrage at the end of another issue. Well, stay tuned, folks, because next week we're going to cap off with issue 16. And that'll be the end of that arc. And then there's only one arc remaining after that. Ta-da! Your favorite of the favorites. Which one do you like least? This one or the, the crossover? The crossover is my least favorite. Mm. I... I... There's very little about it that I like, and I apologize for that because I feel like when we get to those episodes, I'm just going to be tearing it to pieces the whole time. Not that I haven't already been doing that for much of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there are opinions. Well, it's very much like I said, I feel like it went downhill with every arc. I thought the Duck Knight Returns, it was pretty solid, even though we've since we've gone back and we've covered it, I can see some stuff that isn't making sense now. But at the time, I was like, okay, yeah, this is fine. 
And then we had Crisis on Infinite Darkwings, which I thought was pretty decent for the most part, aside from the stuff that we discussed. But I liked the artwork and I liked some of the stuff they did with the characters. And then Foul Disposition was kind of meh because, you know, it wasn't the worst of them, but you can just see how the writing starts to slide and, you know, they're trying to do all this stuff. And it's not really working, and the story wasn't as coherent. And then finally we get to this arc. I remember at the time when I was reading this for the first time, even then, I was just very unimpressed. It's just very much like every single issue is, you know, introducing an original character, do not steal. Like, there's a new villain in every issue, which, I mean, is fine, I guess, if you let them at least have their due. There are as many team-ups as there's been in the previous arcs. Team them up with a villain that we know so that we can see how they play off the, the canon universe. Like, if she was teamed up with... Gosh, I don't know. I mean, like, Tusker Nini, why not? This is all very theatrical. Like, if it was her and Tusker Nini and he was trying to be mayor, like, that would be a different thing that would, you know, kind of ground it to the universe. And then Cat Tankerous. I don't know, either Quackerjack and Megavolt, or all three. Just having fun. Smashing things up. And what's the other one? Oh, the, the shooty boy. Monkey Man. <laughs> Monkey Man. He could be. He would. Uh, who would he pal around? He would probably be fun with the liquidator. Just put some liquidator in there. He could get into some, some trouble. Yeah. Or who else? I feel like that's just like the the easy ones. Be paired up with Lilliput and he Lilliput could be shot out of his gun. Or no, he doesn't have a gun. He just throws things. <laughs> uh, he'll team up with Stegma and just throw all of Stegma's hot dogs at people. Throws them right into their mouths. Just Stegma is too dumb to realize he's a villain. There it is. So that's my, my, my thought on this, is that you might care more about these villains if we weren't just like, oh, and it's just basically a villain of the week at this point because every single issue has had a different... Well, this one even had two, like Eagle Eye and this, this bulb-headed lady. Yeah, and I just feel like they keep falling back on some of the same plot devices and the way that they tell these stories. They tend to recycle stuff with just like a different skin over top, so... Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll get to we'll cover issue sixteen. Then we will have a break with a guest appearance and a guest episode. A very great episode. And then we will get into the crossover. And that is the last of the boom comics. Correct. Right. That was its swan song. Correct. Okay, alright, so we will talk to you next time all about this rampaging carnage but until then dear friends crime uh, doesn't sleep neither do we i still believe i still believe <laughs>